You know, I did a lot of mingling that first cruise, and so I'm back to do that, uh, to host and just really be there, you know, loving the 80s. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. And that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, and today we have an interview with one of the pop princesses of the 80s. I think we're finally alone now, forgive me, with Tiffany. With me as always, I don't think we can call him a prince of pop in the 80s, but maybe the prince of popcorn. It's Brad in L.A. I did pop way more than my share of popcorn in the 80s, and I kind of lived on it for a while when I worked at the movies. <laughs> you don't know how proud I was when I came up with that line That's good. Today. That's that's some snappy writing. You must I have know. a degree in talking to people or something. Yeah, I have a degree in journalism. I'm finally able to put it to use. <laughs> Thankfully, this podcast pays us so much money that I don't have to do anything else. I know it's great, boy. I just sit. I just watch the armored truck leave. Uh, you know, after dropping off today's uh, stipend. So today, um, bag of nickels and- is heavier than you think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so today we have a really interesting interview. It's Tiffany, and everybody remembers Tiffany from the late '80s. She had a huge hit in '87 with um, "I Think You're Alone Now." A lot of people might remember that uh, a couple years before that, she actually was on Star Search with Ed McMahon and came in second, So, which is kind of odd in itself. But the great thing about Tiffany is – so she was a, a pop princess, as we said, during the late 80s, the same time yeah. as Debbie Gibson. She has stayed around through the decades, continued to make music, continues to perform a lot. And she was on the 2016 version – of the 80s cruise as one of the performers. The crowd reaction to her, not just for her performances, but mainly because she was so like one of the people. Yeah, she really was. There was so, so many people commented about how much they loved her that she's back for the 2017 cruise, but she's back as more of a host slash ambassador. Yeah. So during today's interview, she's going to talk a little bit about that. She's going to talk about... um and some of the things she enjoyed on the cruise. She's going to talk a lot about the 80s. Even if you're not going on the cruise, even if you're not going on the 80s cruise in 2017, I'm telling you this is still an interview that's really fun to listen to. There's still a lot of valid points about what she went through in her career. And what's really interesting is seeing her side of being a celebrity versus you know our side seeing it as a fan, yeah. her side as a celebrity. So she'll talk a little bit about that as well. So it's going to be a fun interview. I'll tell you, I mean, a lot of times went back in the, not that long ago when I was a mere listener to this show, interviews would come up and I'm like, I don't really care at all about this person. But those are the interviews that you have the most to learn from uh, because you don't know every song they've done or every, you know, all that stuff at their background. And this is just, it's such a great interview. It's a really good conversation. She's really, I think she's pretty open about like you say, what her experience is like, what it's like to be on the other side of the curtain, if you will. Sure, sure. And when it's over, we do have the full segue. So we have your your uh, <laughs> name that 80s tune, a mystery movie moment, uh, and even uh, Let's Get Trivial segment this week. So let's get started. Here's our interview with Tiffany. Hey, hey Tiffany, it's Steve Spears here. Hey, how's it going? Great, great. Um, I don't know if you remember, you and I sort of had an interview late last year, but it was via email. Ah, uh, yes. You were traveling and we were 
we were talking about the eighties cruise and stuff like that. And we didn't have time to squeeze in a voice call. So this is kind of cool. That we finally get to talk. Yes, we do. I know. <laughs> the end of my day, which is great. Cause I'm home now. It's so hot here in Tennessee. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's nothing compared I to here. I couldn't wait to like walk in the door and just like go up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? Where are you in LA? I'm in uh, Orlando. Oh, yeah, it's really bad there, too. Yeah, I'm so used to it. I've been here my whole life in Florida, so... Um, well, I'm originally from L.A., and I'm... I mean, I've been here, gosh, off and on for since the 90s, and I think this humidity is probably... This summer is probably the worst that we've had in a long time. Oh, yeah, so, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, it just drains you. You're just like, you know? <laughs> my husband and I go... Now I understand why everybody kicks back in the south. Yeah, it's just too hot to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> how long? How long have you been in Nashville now? Oh, uh, well, I was here about eight years uh, in the early '90s and moved back to LA. And this time, I've been here oh, almost nine years. So coming on nine years this October. This town's got got to have changed a lot since the very first time you visited there. Yeah, I started coming here when I was ten, so wow. I've really seen it grow. I mean, there was nothing, these little smaller towns around Nashville, there was nothing there. And uh, now they're, they're all the suburbs, but they're quite built up. And, um, and the Nashville itself has just changed so much. I, every week it changed. I mean, I go on the road and I'm gone a lot. And especially this last year, I've been gone, you know, in and out a little bit. And literally, I'll come back, you know, two weeks later, and it's like, oh, um, there's, a new restaurant. Oh, there's this. Oh, they're building condos. Like it's, it's kind of bizarre, but I, I don't foresee it ever stopping right now. We're one of the biggest cities that are growing the most rapidly. So, and it's, it's, it's nice, but you know, it is kind of changing the way that the, that Nashville is, you know, all that Southern hospitality and no traffic and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And more of the homegrown businesses, they're not here anymore, which is kind of sad, you know? Yeah. So we're talking because you're returning to the, the 80s cruise in 2017, but you're coming back in a slightly different role. Um, how would you describe your role on the 2017 cruise? Well, I mean, I you know, it is it is different. I'm not going to be doing the full band show um, like I did the first cruise. But... Um, you know, I did a lot of mingling that first cruise, and so I'm back to do that, uh, to host and just really be there, you know, loving the 80s, hanging out with the fans, um, talking to some artists, and, and I think I'm going to do a, a couple of songs with Jesse's Girl, which I'm excited because they're my buddies, and, uh, you know, just be hands-on, really. I enjoyed myself so much the last time, and it you know, I found it really just easy to talk to people and have a good time. So that's kind of my plan. There's that one famous photo of you that that's been you know on Facebook all over the place where there's a girl standing next to you, pointing at you with this like "oh my god" look on her face, and you're just kind of rocking right. out to whatever band is on stage. I, I I still smile every time I see that photo. Yeah, I think people, you know, literally. I mean, I was I'm a big fan too of you know the artists that were on the cruise. And so I got a chance to just go out and watch other people and hang out. And, and, um, I'm very much a people person. So just, you know, kind of standing there and I think people would take a double take, like, Oh, but she's just like there, like right there. Like, <laughs> and they come up and say, can I get a picture? And I'm like, sure. Are you having a good time? You know? Um, and I mean, you know, most people are easy to talk to and they kind of, then, you know, they're like, you know, oh, okay, I don't have to be all freaked out that I'm standing next to Tiffany. You know, some people are still like, you're talking to me. Oh, <laughs> like you really want to have a conversation with me. Um, but, I mean, you know, eventually they get it. I mean, the the best thing was walking around and people would be like, hey, Tiffany, you know, especially for <laughs> breakfast in the morning. Hey, girl, how's it going? I was like, hey, what what you, what you going to have this morning, you know? So, I mean, it was just like hanging out with friends. That was a weird. Th that was the one thing that I wasn't sure of, but because this last one was the first one, and they and I remember talking to Dane, the cruise director, ahead of time, and he was describing how it was going to be and how the artists would be mingling with the fans and stuff. And I thought, in back of my head, I thought, 
that's not going to really happen. I mean, you, I'm not going to really be, you know, in a buffet line with Tiffany or, you know, with, with someone from Huey Lewis in the news, but it did happen. And it was so, I think people were so, at least for the first day or so caught off guard by it. No, I definitely, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I didn't have a problem with it right away. I was like, Oh, okay, great. Um, but I think, yes, I think the fans were pleasantly surprised that, it was so, um, again, hands-on. Um, and I, and I definitely think that, you know, um, all the staff from the cruise, they, they kind of said it, you know, if you, if you tuck yourself away and you don't come out, <laughs> you know, you're going to get bombarded. If you just integrate yourself and hang out, people will respect your space when you, when you want it, if you want to have a moment or you're tired or, you know, you're just like, enjoying yourself or with your family eating or your bandmates or whatever you're doing. But for the most part, you know, they're going to come up and, and take your picture and, you know, and it should just be fun and easy. And I mean, that was, was exactly my experience. I mean, people would see me and if for some reason I was like, Oh, I just got off stage. My makeup looks really scary. <laughs> I'm on my way to go get changed, you know, and put myself back together. People knew like when I'd say, can I just, do this a little later, I'm going to come back out and, you know, just come up to me and take a picture. They knew that, you know, I was serious about it and that I really would honor that. I'll see you in a second, you know, and, and they were totally cool with it. I, I had this weird moment on the cruise where I guess it was costume night or movie costume night. And I was um, in one of the restrooms and I look over and Alan Hunter from MTV was right next to me. Yeah. And I thought, okay, yeah, this is one of those moments where you give everybody their space. Yeah. I, you know, it's it, the artists are one thing I have to say is it, pretty magical to have the MTV V days, you know, to me, they were always growing up, you know, the coolest kids in school. Right. I mean, yeah. they were all, they were all, you know, a little older than me, but they were what I perceived, you know, to be living the lifestyle, you know, going out, um, famous, in the know before anybody knew anything as far as videos or what song was coming out, and hanging out and getting to know the artists. And, you know, um, and, I mean, that was MTV. So that was, as a fan, my world. And then as a musician, that was the world I wanted to be a part of. So, you know, to really sit there with, uh, you know, Nina and, and Alan and, and just to kind of, you know, talk to them and reminisce and you know, just be around them is pretty magical. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the first time you were interviewed by an MTV VJ, you know, back in the 80s? Well, Nina came to my school and she did a real long interview with me. And, um, you know, I thought that was just, the, I thought it was a great day to be Tiffany. You know, that was pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. Um, and, and it was weird though. I mean, you know, here I have like MTV coming to my school and, you know, I mean, and then I have some kids who like made fun of it, you know, and then I had some friends who like were people who never noticed me before. They're like, huh, I want to be your friend. And I'm like, who are you? You know? So, I mean, it really was high school and living through all of that, but I think me as an artist, you know, and as a, as a performer, that was really, really special for me. I, I saw, well, I guess we all saw a few weeks ago that MTV came back with a, I guess they've converted VH1 classic to MTV classic now, but it's focused more on the late eighties and early nineties. And there's been some like pushback from eighties fans who kind of say, well, wait a minute, what about our MTV? You know, why didn't, why don't you bring that back? Right. Is that anything right. that you, I mean, when you think of classic MTV, when you think of MTV's heyday, what, what goes through your head? Well, I mean, you know, I, at all the beginning, I mean, I, you know, um, quirky videos, you know, the not so perfect videos, um, you know, just like some of the stuff you're like, what, you know, now it's like, really, seriously, I'll, I, I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I do, I am watching like VH1 classics or, you know, um, a throwback. And it's funny to watch some of those videos because I'm like, oh, wow, that's really, that was really awkward. That was not <laughs> filmed right. That doesn't look good, you know? I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of a blow it because you can see like, 
especially if there's like smoke or something, the artist is standing in front of it. I mean, it's just so, some of them are so terrible now, but you know, you used to think, wow, that was really cool. Um, I think the music more than anything has just continued to, to hold true. Um, but the videos are a good laugh sometimes I have to yeah. say, you know, especially, especially mine. Um, but you know, I do think that it would be nice to see the whole eighties experience really than just a certain time period, you know, cause I do think there's some early eighties stuff out there that, you know, and, and that I had nothing to do with that part, but um, you know, I grew up watching that and sure. moved to the TV and couldn't wait to get home from school to have my girlfriends over to kick on MTV and talk shop, you know? So, I mean, that would be, again, from, you know, my high school days. What were the videos or the bands that you most look forward to seeing from those days? Well, I was a big Culture Club fan. So Culture Club, Culture Club, Culture Club. (laughs) Um, You know, um, my girlfriend was a huge Madonna fan. And I think that, you know, I was kind of a latecomer to really more of the Madonna stuff. But I do have to say that, I mean, I loved watching you know, her interviews and just her period, you know, kind of happening, you know, it was very, very cool. Um, and I was a big men without hats fan, um, you know, so like all of that stuff. Um, Oh, let's see. Of course, you know, I mean, anything from Van Halen didn't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was always a huge Duran Duran video fan. I always thought those were like the most incredible videos I'd ever seen. And those are, and those are actually videos that, um, held up. Like, you know, you still see those and they were, I didn't get to see them, but they were just in Nashville and and they're amazing bands still. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like they've never changed, you know, they still sound amazing. Their songs are great and the videos are still really, really cool. I think they were, you know, ahead of their time. Oh yeah. Big time, big time. So, so fast forwarding back to 2016, when you, when you think back on the, the 2016 cruise, what, what are some of your favorite memories from that trip? Well, me, probably my first night, actually, because it was my first cruise. Oh, so really? my first, for my first night, like, you know, going to my cabin and after every, you know, meeting everyone and then going to my cabin and how silly thinking I was going to man the ship, you know, I was like, is that normal? Is that feeling normal? Is this normal? Is that, you know? So, and every bump or every this or splash, I was like, oh, 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 you know? Um, And as we kind of sailed away, I mean, it was, it got real that it was, you know, you're really out there. Like, you know, you're in the ocean. So, I mean, it was exciting for me. It was a little nerve, nerve wracking for me a little bit. Um, and then about one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, I want to say it was like so peaceful. Um, and I really started to look forward to that, you know, after being around a lot of people and hanging out that I actually would go to my cabin and just at least spend 20 minutes before I go to bed, just looking out there and how beautiful and just taking the day in and just being really, you know, grateful to be a part of it and how wonderful was that so the last day I was kind of sad actually I was like oh I'm gonna give up my ocean this is sad you know because there's no ocean here in Nashville Tennessee so um you know and I think just again my band being with my band and and talking shop with other bands and having that artist you know camaraderie and hanging out which everybody was so cool yeah and very very personable I mean you couldn't have a better group of people and and then the fans, you know, I mean, I really did make some friends um, on the cruise ship. So and, and my my band definitely, you know, I've kept in contact with people and they're on our Facebook now. So, you know, if you're open to it, it's it, it's a strange thing. Sometimes, you know, fans actually are just everyday people and they like your music. And sometimes you can find these gems that are. They they started off as a fan, but like, you know, somehow they become a really cool friend. So I think that's what happened with us at, you know, the 80s cruise. I mean, they came through my, my, my band, but they're now in my world and they're just really awesome people. Now, did you participate in the theme nights? Did you bring different costumes for different nights or did you pretty much just, you know, Tiffany being Tiffany? 
I well, I brought some costumes. I didn't end up going in that direction. Um, but I did bring like, you know, my pajama party. I bought my R two D two um pajamas, but I did I got chick I chickened out. <laughs> I didn't do it. Um but you know, I did do the prom because I was singing at the prom. So right. I kind of dressed as comfortable prom esque as I could and still rock it on stage because you know, I didn't want to be too constrictive. And I've never I didn't go to my prom, so it was kinda cool to to be there and relive prom with everybody else. That was my next question actually. I was wondering if you'd had time to go to your proms, but but no, I guess, right? No, I didn't. I went to my graduation and um not my prom. And um, you know, that was I mean, back, you know, but my last two years of high school it was like things were moving way too fast. Um and I was on the road most of the time. So I missed all the cool dances and prom and I barely made it back for my graduation. And, you know, even then it was like, Oh, you know, you're invited to all these parties and half of those people I didn't never knew before. And they were just inviting me because I was Tiffany and I was like, ah, it's not going to happen. You know? <laughs> so we just ended up having like this small little party at my friend's house. And, you know, you're, yeah, it's so weird because you really do end up, you know, sometimes with the same 10 friends that you started out with, sure. you know, but just because, you know, I think it was mainly because I was young and, and, and also you you do kind of see things for what they are a little bit, you know, that people really never accepted you before and now they're they wanna all be about it. You know, um and that's part of and that's part of being famous. But I think for me it, that was really weird, um, to start off, you know, especially when when I was young. I was like, Hmm, you don't want to be my friend before, forget it now, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think you missed anything as far as not going to your high school proms. When I, when I think back, I mean, I, I've spent the last twelve years like worshiping the eighties, you know, publicly, and yet when I look back, I, I rarely ever think about my prom. I, I think those are maybe one of the most overrated experiences as a teen. I think it's like a dress rehearsal for your, you know, for going to weddings, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, you know, it was it was different for me too, you know, because like, I mean, at that time, you know, I was on the road. I had a private tutor. So that's how I was kind of doing my schooling and finishing my school. And, and also I was dating a new kid. And so that would have been my prom date and he was traveling the world. So it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have an older brother to take me or anything like that. Uh, well, I mean, you sort of get it in the chance. What's kind of cool to me about the, the 2017 cruise is Valentine's Day will happen while we're sailing and they're doubling it up. So not only is it Valentine's Day, it's also prom night again. Oh, very cool. So very cool. Yeah. So it's like and I gotta I gotta admit, I've never been a huge fan of Valentine's Day, but I but I can go along with the prom theme and and so I think it'll be kind of interesting. So so I think what they're gonna do for that night is they're gonna pour on the they're going to pour on the romance. I think you know it's going to be like if if you're a, if you're a a guy or a girl who wants to get your non eighties spouse to go with you on this trip, you can always kind of say, well, you can make it my Valentine's Day present. Yeah, exactly. You could work this out easy. Um, you know, I mean, I keep telling all my friends like a lot of my friends are actually going to go uh, on the cruise, and last year a lot of my friends went on the cruise. So I keep throwing the word out there, really, guys. It's a lot of fun. You should come out. You know, take that week off. You know, a lot of us don't take time off. This should be your time to take off and go and have a good time. And you can make it really whatever you want. I mean, you're of people with like buying, first of all. So you know you're going to like the music, you know? Yeah. That's always a good start. And there's tons of things to do, um, you know? And, you know, we're selling, sailing to beautiful places. And you can just make it an adventure, really, and, sure. and meet great people. So, I mean, I'm not a big, huge Valentine's person myself either. But um, my husband will be with me. And, and you know, I'm sure... We'll figure out some kind of romantic <laughs> stuff, you know, to do a little champagne here and there. And, yeah. But he's going to have it easy because I really will be around all the fans and hanging out. So yeah. he, he'll get off light, he can, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, so here's, here's a hypothetical question. They On Valentine's Day night, they put you in charge of they, – they make you the celebrity uh, DJ. What 80s songs do you put on your Valentine's Day romance playlist? Oh my! Um, oh geez. Well, my one of my favorite songs is uh, "Waiting for You," Richard Marks. Oh, I've gotta great have one. that out there. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, "Open Arms." Journey. Journey. Nice. Yeah. 
Oh, let's see. What else? What else can we get into? Um, hmm. I mean, it's got to be all like, uh, you know, slow, slow stuff. I mean, I would probably, you know, probably play a careless whisper. Because there, even though that's kind of sad, <laughs> there still are people out there that are, you know, not everybody's going to be a couple on Valentine's Day, and you know, it's a sad song, kind of, but still, it's kind of romantic in its own little way. So, what about uh, Ario Speedwagon? Any uh, can't fight this feeling or? Uh... Oh well, yeah, definitely. You know, you got to have that, and I mean, even Air Supply, really. If you really want to make it like lovey dovey <laughs> night, got to throw that out there, right? They're they're still amazing live. I, I've seen them a couple times over the years, and they just they still they still bring it. Oh, I know they're playing. Um, like, gosh, let's see, like six years ago, um, huge stadiums in Asia still and sounding amazing. Oh yeah. Um, and I have tons of friends that go out on the road with them and their crew, and like, I mean, they're just they're just you know knocking it out of the park still. And I mean, their songs are amazing. I mean, they really are. I was always a fan and still a fan now. So. Um, 2017 will also be the 30th anniversary of your first album. Um, any special plans for next year to mark the occasion, a tour, a special re-release, anything like that? Well, I mean, yes, there's a lot of different things. We're actually reworking some of my songs and which is, you know, kind of, you have to like really handle that, you know, special, um, because they're great and people, you know, want to hear them the way they, they were recorded. But, I think it's cool if you can take them and I don't want to say the word update. That's not it, but just make them a little bit more of today and a slightly different, just a little bit of a something different, you know, without taking away the integrity of the song. So we've been doing that actually in the studio while I'm home right now, before I go back out on the road Um, and songs like could have been, you know, we've done some really cool stuff with it. Like just put like this, big kind of like boom beat behind it. It's not a dance song. We've kept it a ballad, but it's, you know, we've just kind of put a little bit more production value of today on it. Um, and then there's a place there now where the audience can sing with me. And it's very, it's a very journey moment, <laughs> um, you know, because I'm, I'm a big, huge journey fan as well. So there's some, ooh, ooh, you know, um, and I mean, it really works. I've been doing it, you know, in my show now, just that, that style, um, of the new, you know, the new, um, reworked could have been, and people love it. I mean, it really kind of makes the, the moment linger a little bit long. We've extended the song. So, you know, especially for live touring, it's been very favorable. So I would actually like to record it and put it out so the fans can have that as well. That's a great idea. That's a really great yeah, idea. Yeah, I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. You know, I mean, they're already living it on on stage, and it seems to be really favorable. So I thought, well, I'll go in and you know re-record it. And I mean, I love. I'm very lucky. I, you know, I love the songs that I recorded in the '80s. I mean, they are who you know they they make me who I am, and I'm very proud of them. I never get tired of singing them. So you know, and could have been has been something that's really inspired me as a writer. To, to kind of raise to that bar, you know, that standard, because it's such a beautifully written song. Um, so my whole career, especially now with the new album out and, and, and me as more of a songwriter, um, you know, I always think of those songs and think, okay, well, I really got to bring it because I started off on a good note, you know, I can't, I can't go under that bar, but <laughs> that's a nice place to be. Um, well, I saved the question you, you probably hear the most and you've dreaded... Uh... <laughs> the most um, because I know it's all a media manufactured thing, but Debbie Gibson will also be on the eighties cruise this year. <laughs> and I know you've, you've answered the, the, the question a billion times about the, you know, the quote unquote rivalry, but I'm just wondering for, since you're both on the ship, I mean, have you had any thoughts about trying to do something with her performing on stage with her on this trip? Well, I, probably not. Um, to be honest with you, you know, De- Deb and I actually did some stuff together about three, four years ago, and it was really great and lots of fun. And I'm, I'm sure she's got like her whole show planned. I think more than anything, you're just going to see us hanging out together. I mean, we really are friends. So, you know, I think that in itself will be shocking for a lot of people <laughs> to really go, oh, they really do. Are, they really are friends. Um, 
you know, and which is cool. I mean, all that rivalry stuff before was ridiculous. I mean, I think that was something that part media and part maybe our labels because it was good media. It's good business, um, but, yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, Deb and I never got a chance to even really talk. Um, we were so busy. Um, we would, you know, kind of be in the same hotel here and there or wherever or walk the same carpet and but really sit down and talk, no. And that that just, you know, really happened more in the last 10 years. Um, and it's been great. I mean, especially doing the movie together. I think that, you know, days that we were shooting that we just <laughs> had time to just kind of hang out, we found so much in common just, you know, besides music. Um, you know, and we've had so many mutual friends and for so, so long um, and fans. So it really was a, a cool thing. And we randomly text each other and just give each other encouragement. And, you know, um, I mean, she's the first one to go, when my album came out, oh my, is this a great album? You know, sister, you knocked it out of the park again. You know, and, and the same thing, I text her and she's always sending me birthday messages or I send her birthday messages. It's just nice to have a friendship. You know, we are so different. I think people will see that on the cruise, you know, our sense of humor, um, the things that we say where you couldn't get two more opposite people, but yet that's the cool thing about us, you know, that we, we kind of respect that about each other and, and that somehow that works for us. Well, I can't wait to meet you in person on the cruise. Um, it's going to be a blast. I'm counting down the days. I am too. I know. I, it's going to come around the corner like that. I, know, I can't like... even believe where this year's went. I'm like, whoa. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. There you go. Tiffany, what did you think, Brad? Uh, it's just a fun interview. She's, like I said before, she's just really conversational. And I just, there's a couple things she said that just made me laugh when she said, you're going to trip out. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> like, oh my gosh, we have to make that come back. I've been trying to get groovy back for about 20 years, but I think yeah. trip out is my new uh, phrase that I'm going to have to try and make happen. I wish, I was really surprised when she said it was her first cruise. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of interesting. How she reacted to, oh, my God, is you know, that sound normal? Is this sound normal? Yeah, is the boat supposed to do that? I mean, that's just something I kind of take for granted now after being on so many of them. But, but yeah, to have her do that. I'm really looking forward to the 2017 trip. I hope we have time to sit down and talk with her more. Yeah, because I didn't really – I mean, it's like she said. You would just see people um, and that was – you know that was really cool, just to kind of mingle with people. You know, like she said, in the breakfast line, and we joked about that last show. But uh, I don't – well, no, I know I never spoke to her, but now I kind of want to. I want to make a point of it. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to like seek her out and, and sit down and buy her a beer. Speaking of buying a beer, you know what else makes me thirsty? The, the Seggies. Ah, the sound of reader mail bag. Um, we had a lot of positive feedback to our MTV show that we did uh, about two or three weeks ago now. Uh, it was just 12 or 15 minutes long, but it was just one of those things where Brad and I thought of it that day on August 1st, when it was the 35th anniversary of MTV. Yeah. And we said, well, let's just sit down tonight after work and let's just share a couple thoughts and um, record it and see how it turns out. And, you know, maybe people will listen, maybe they won't. But you guys did listen and we've just gotten – You fools. Lots of beautiful messages to us um, complimenting us on, on – um, the message that we sent that night. And one of the emails we got was from our uh, fellow co-host on Stuck in the A's, Just Drew, who wrote us a nice letter and um, with some really interesting information. Some cogent so, thoughts. Yeah. For lack of a better – for lack of my tongue-tied, uh, whiskey-brained uh, um, introduction, um, Brad, go ahead and take over from here. Oh, well, I would be more than happy to do so. So, Drew writes, Gentlemen, I love the recent podcast about the anniversary of the launch of MTV, a channel that had a major impact on my life. We've talked about how the time I spent watching, no, absorbing those little moments of music and story probably led to my career as an editor. The videos that always stood out for me were the ones that had an interesting narrative or special effects that went along with great music. But there are a couple things I'm not sure you touched on that I feel were a major part of what MTV did for all of us. Oh, great. So he's saying we didn't do our job well. 
Yeah, thanks, Drew. <laughs> now I know why you're not on this show, so we can attack you with impunity. <laughs> Firstly, I think it positively introduced us to music and people who are outside our comfort zone. I vividly remember the first time I saw Culture Club. My friend Sheldon and I were at his house talking, and the music video came on. We both stopped mid-sentence to look on with wonder at the person on our screen. Clearly not a woman, but also just as possible not a guy. We spent the whole time trying to figure out what it was we were witnessing. We were still unsure by the time the video ended. What I also remember was the feeling that while I was looking at someone very different from me, it was safely in the context of a music video. It's changed my perspective a little, and I no longer looked at people different from me as freaks, but maybe as people with a unique story to tell. I could see value in people who could celebrate their weirdness, and it gave me permission to examine what is unique about myself, which is a huge relief for any teenager trying to figure out who they are as a person. But there is a bigger question about MTV that you didn't discuss. Did it destroy music? Being able to see your favorite artist was sometimes a huge surprise. Much like silent stars couldn't make the transition to talkies, many groups fell out because they weren't appealing enough visually. Can you imagine the mamas and the papas making it huge in the MTV era? Janis Joplin? The very first song played on MTV was by a group that would never really make it back there again. R.I.P. the Buggles. We hardly knew ya. Luckily for us, early artists like Pat Benatar, Sting, and Blondie were all attractive, but at least they had talent. Soon, people with talent and looks were replaced by people with looks only. At MTV's insistence, we went from artists who perform their own music straight to boy bands and pop artists who don't even write their own lyrics. All today's hit pop songs are written by one guy, Max Martin. You've never heard of him because he writes for all those that can't. But guess what? He holds the record for the third most number one hit singles on the Billboard chart, behind only Paul McCartney and John Lennon. And now it's even worse. With auto-tune, the pretty ones don't even have to be able to hit a note. And I won't even get into the fact that MTV was the originator of reality TV. For me, MTV was dead when the weirdos who make music were shuffled off to late Sundays and the talentless pretty people took over. We can appreciate the things MTV gave us. Safely bringing understanding to the differences in people around, but like any deal with the devil, at what cost to our soul? Just Drew. Wow. What do you think about that, Steve? Well, I think he nailed it with Culture Club. I mean, when I read that for the first time, I I thought back to the first time I saw a Culture Club video and I saw Boy George and I had the same thought. I was just like, yeah, what's going on there? Clearly not a woman, not possibly also not a guy. And it was a it was a change for all of us. It was it was it was an indoctrination into a different world. In a way, the fact that MTV it was it happened on MTV was almost like a uh, sign that hey, this is this is this is okay. This is right. It's okay that people are different. Yeah, you know. And so I, there was a lot more at work there than you know music television. I will say he loses me a little bit when he gets into. Um and then it all changed and talentless people took over. Um, you, know, that, <laughs> well, you know I agree with that. I, I know you do. And and I know that I, I have to walk a very fine line on a nostalgia podcast. But I, one of the things that just makes me crazy is the, oh, your music sucks. Today's music sucks. That's what I heard in the 80s. That's what people say now. That's what people said in the night. Like everybody loves their stuff, right? And I get that. You know, I've said many times the golden age of everything is when you're 16 years old. Right? That's just when it's all hitting you. It's you know bombarding your brain and everything's going great. But you can't. You just can't. Well, no, you can. Obviously, people do it all the time. But it doesn't make any sense. You don't need to devalue other pe- things other people like to value yours and to insist that what you like is somehow superior because you like it or because of when it happened. It's crazy. Oh, I'm sorry, Brad. I was watching an MTV video on uh, YouTube. <laughs> uh, that's a rare Brad rant on the podcast. It just, it's like somebody else's love of something else doesn't take away from your love of, of whatever it is. We're all still, I mean, I still think it's a great letter and he makes a lot of interesting points. And no, I've never heard the term uh, Max Martin. And, and hopefully, we'll no, never I haven't either. But, you know, to pretend that all those people wrote their own songs, like every artist wrote their own songs on their guitar in their garage, that's that's a mischaracterization, too. Ah, the ones I love the most actually did, though. So, as always, we love your emails. Um, send them to us at uh, steve at sit80s.com or brad at sit80s.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Uh, it's been a long time since we had this seggy. It's just been a weird couple of months around here. And 
stuck in the 80s land. Uh, so uh, as you know, we'll play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. If you can get it right, you're entered into the drawing for a stuck in 80s bottle opener. Woohoo! Um, I'm about to order some more. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, we're going to order some more swag. Uh, some stuck in eighties swag. I, you know, I opened it up to the masses to for suggestions on what you, what swag would you like. And some of this is stuff we'll be bringing on the cruise. Now, but- remember, we get paid in bags of nickels, so you know, no <laughs> engraved Maseratis. Well, you know, dimes would be uh, lighter weight and take up less space. Yeah. So, can we please be paid Maybe in dimes? This month? I'll, I'll make a few calls. So, either way, it's not enough to buy a big gulp. Uh, in any way, pay attention. Here's the clip from the last show. A bunch of things must have gone wrong if you're listening to this. That's Iron Eagle, a movie I'm sure I've probably used like ten <laughs> times, but I can't help it. Is, it really is a delicious piece of '80s cheese. Yeah, thick yeah. American '80s cheese on Wonder Bread, served with a bowl of tomato soup <laughs> and some soggy pickles. What? You have pick, you what are you have using pickles, pickles for? for? Grilled cheese sandwich, always. Really? Yeah. Maybe if you have the That's tomato weird. soup, you wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know. You're really making me question a lot of things no today, No pickles? Brad. Really? You don't eat pickles? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with I eat you? pickles, but not on a grilled cheese sandwich. Not on it. With it. Uh, pickles. I don't know where we've gone. We've really... Off the rails, my friend. Get us back on track, Brad. Winners this week include Ryan the Pirate Lehude, Joe in Michigan, Mike in Oaklandia, Brock in North Dakota, DJ in Clinton, Billy Shakes, formerly in Istanbul, now in D.C., Crispy Critter, and Kevin Serving Wench. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. And if you or any member of your party orders the old 96 or it finishes, everybody eats for free. <laughs> if you know it, email us at steve at sit80s.com or brad at sit80s.com. And uh, please keep the pickle comments to yourself. Hey, now, I got a whole book of pickle jokes, and I'm not afraid to use them. (laughs) Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Uh, You know the drill. We'll play a snippet of a song from the 80s. You get it right, you're entered into the drawing for the uh, bottle opener, or perhaps a button, or perhaps... I'm looking over into my box of swag. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting. I got a whole... Room, a whole corner of my little stuck in 80s headquarter office here is starting to fill with bizarre stuff. Uh, <laughs> anyway, pay attention. Uh, here's the clip from the last time we did this shtick. That's Information Society with What's on Your Mind. I want to know what you're thinking. There are some things you can hide. I want to know what you're feeling. I always think the song is from the 90s, but me, it's a late too. 80s song. Late 80s. Yeah, it's. I love this song. Anytime you do a sample from Spock and Star Trek, I, I'm on board. Your analysis seems logical. Uh, anyway, name some of the winners. Winners this week include Andrew in Denver, Nurse Marie in Bradenton, Florida, Canuck and Callie, Greg in the Pacific Northwest, Tim in Media PA, Peter in Montreal, Rob the 80s snob Stroh, Jeff in Weatherford, Texas. Hold on a second. Jeff in Weatherford, Texas. You mean the other Weatherford? Because two I'm from Weatherford. Weatherford, Oklahoma. Actually, Weatherford, Oklahoma is a much smaller town. So Weatherford, Oklahoma is probably the other Weatherford. Anyway, <laughs> hey, Jeff. Sup? Let's work together in peace and united Weatherfordness. Moving on. And Carlos Hernandez in St. Louis. Uh, let's spin the wheel and see who won the aforementioned swag. And looks like it's going to land on Billy Shakes. Excellent. Hey. Excellent. Uh, so, Billy, send us your snail mail address, and uh, we'll get right on that. Now, especially now that you're in D.C., and the postage yeah. will be so much less. Also, I hope that your transition from Istanbul was not so recent that you had any, say, troubles leaving the country. Oh, my Oosh. God. Can you believe our friend uh, Beth in Turkey was uh, stuck over here in the U.S. for like three weeks? Because yeah. uh, she was over here right when the uh, the coup happened over there. Yeah, coup attempt. <laughs> coup should, attempt. To be clear. Well, who yeah. knows what what happened over there? <laughs> yeah. What a mess! It's really hard what to follow. But uh, she's uh, she's back at uh, space camp in Izmir and uh, is is well. So that's and good posting news. videos. Yeah, and post. I saw that last night. Yeah. Okay. 
So here we go. Pay attention. Here's the mystery clip for this week. If you know it, email us. You have the addresses by now, and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Hey, it's time for another episode of Let's Get Trivial. And on the line today, longtime friend Amy in San Francisco. How you doing, Amy? I'm good. How are you? Excelente. Uh, you're, you're, you say you live in San Francisco, but you actually are in Foster City, California. Whereabouts is that? It's like halfway between uh, San Francisco and San Jose. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So far enough away from San Francisco for me. And, yeah, uh, not too far from right. the airport. Not That's too right. far from anything you need to get to. That's right. Or 20 minutes from the airport. You can, you can take BART wherever you need to go. Oh, oh BART you, is too expensive, though. We yeah. drive everywhere. Oh, okay. Well, you are Californians. That's right. <laughs> Californians talk way too much about driving and traffic and roads. That's for sure. It's not even a, uh, it's not even a joke anymore. That's who we are, bro. <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, so, Amy, I know um, you used to once live in the L.A. area, right? Yes, I am. I'm trapped in enemy territory. I'm in, <laughs> L- I'm San Francisco, uh, in San Francisco from L.A., and they're merciless on my Dodgers. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah, I was a Valley girl. Was this in the 80s? Uh, yeah, I was uh, like fifth grade when that song came out, I think. And we thought it was so, so cool. We thought we were Valley Girl. We didn't see it as a satire. And we yeah. sort of adopted all the, the lingo. You know, we, we became that. We were in short miniskirts and the whole thing. And we were so proud of it. With, with no still, apparent irony or anything. It's like, no. this is it. This is great. Yeah. No, and and the sad thing is, I still claim it. Like when someone says, "Oh yeah, you're from LA," and I'm like, "Yeah, it was Valley Girl." And I don't like, think you should be sad about that. <laughs> no, I mean I love it, and I have like I just went to a '80s party, and I didn't have the stuff. I don't keep the stuff, but I basically made a whole outfit. And I'm like, this is what I wore every day. You know, the, <laughs> the shirt off the shoulder and the um, tank top under and a mini skirt. You know, yeah, that's a classic look. And be dazzled, of course. Oh. Gotta be dazzle it. Punch it up on the level. Were you guys were you a big fan of the movie as well? Oh I, I have well I have an, I have it on VHS and yes, it's 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 worn itself out. I love that movie. I well if you grew up in the valley, you're like, I know where that is and I know where that is and I know like, where that they, is. Yeah, there's Dupars, although I've never been there. I knew where everything was. Yeah, and we, we did shop at the Galleria at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. So funny. When I'm feeling somewhat homesick for my where I lived when I was, you know, up till 15, I do plug it in and I, you know, yeah, get a little misty. So have you heard all our episodes then with uh, Debbie Foreman? Well, I'm totally a Debbie Foreman. I had a girl crush on Debbie Foreman. So like, yeah, absolutely. And when she was consoling you when you broke up, that was just... That was just awesome. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad that my pain gives so many people pleasure. Well, it was very real too, you know, yeah. but she was very um, compassionate, you know, and, and that's what you hope, that's what you hope Julie will be. Yeah, that's what you wanted out of that character and that person. That's right. That's right. I understand that you have a very embarrassing moment in the 80s about prom, yeah, I asked a guy to prom, and we weren't, like, going out or anything. He was just a guy in my English class, but uh, found out that he would rather go mini-golfing than go with me. Found out he had gone mini-golfing, and it was just like it was like that scene in, in Last American Virgin, just cue up the James Ingram of, like, <laughs> no, just once. Like, couldn't you just be a nice guy and go as friends? I don't know. Yeah, see, you should have asked me because that's exactly what happened to me on the other side of it. I got asked by this girl that I was kind of friends with Uh uh, who was in my English class, Uh and that was the only time we ever went out or did anything. But I was like, I can't say no. Like, I can't. I can't. I just – I didn't really want to go with her, but I couldn't say no. I just – the look in her face, I'll never forget it. It's like, oh, she thinks – she's like, you're going to say no. You're going to say no. And I couldn't – I just couldn't do it. Was it horrible? No, it was fine. No, it was fine. You know what? It was fine. It was, it's one day out of your life. It was, it's it was fine. A, yeah, it was an evening, but it was not like, uh, you know, it was neither amazing nor horrible. It was fine. That's exactly what prom is supposed to be. Yeah. Neither amazing nor horrible. So. I mean, I went, I, went, I, I called an ex-boyfriend who came and it was, you know, I'm sure he was expecting something that he didn't get. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
but he was my backup plan. And yeah. he came, you know, it was nice of him to do that. And, you know, that's funny. Uh, that's funny. But still, you know, to realize that you're less appealing than mini golf is just <laughs> so sad. And she hates mini golf to this day. Uh, well, let's get on with the uh, the trivia quiz. Um, obviously, I've already led everyone to believe what the topic is. We are going to talk about prom movies of the eighties. <laughs> no, we're not. We're, we're actually. I should have. I should have done that though. Uh, we're actually going to talk about sitcoms in the eighties. That's what Amy's picked. Uh, are you ready, Amy? Uh, ready as I'll ever be. As I say. Okay. Here we go. Okay. First question. Scott Bayo. Willie Ames starred together in the 1982 movie Zapped, but they were also co-stars in an 80s sitcom. Name that show. Charles in Charge. Yes. You Boom. Gotta come, you got to come harder with those, man. <laughs> you okay, you bonus for confidence. I actually follow him on Twitter. I can't bring myself to do that. I actually did until he started all getting political, then I, I, I defollowed him. So, yeah. Bonus points if you can name Willie Ames' character's full name. Buddy Lembeck? Jesus. I'm telling you, man. We got a ringer. I mean, no hesitation. I, didn't, yeah. I won't even have to edit that. She didn't have to go into the archives for that. No, wait a second. Just boom. Strong start. Here we go. The next question. Okay. In 1986, NBC debuted a sci-fi sitcom about an alien who crash lands in a family's garage. Of course, the show is called ALF. But what does ALF stand for? It's alien life form, and I've never seen the show. <laughs> wow. I've never seen the show. I just know that for some reason. Yep. That's yep. Right. Alien, alien life form. Uh, bonus question. What was Alf's real name? I don't know. I, he was from Mel Mac. Uh, all right. Cool. I don't know it. And I'm proud of that fact. That's <laughs> pretty good. Brad, do <laughs> you know it? As with Amy, I've never seen a single episode of this program. Um, it was one of my dad's favorite shows. It just so looked I, so it, stupid. I, I'm like, sure no, was, I'm out. It's your dad's favorite. It's my dad's favorite movie, but don't let that bother you, Brad. I, I won't. Real name, Gordon Shumway. Oh, yeah. So, so is random. that his name he comes to Earth with, or is that the name the family yes. gives him? Or The name the family gives him the name Alf. Only in 1986 would this be funny. Okay. Our last question. In the series Family Ties... Alex P. Keaton, played by uh, Michael J. Fox, had two sisters. What were their first names? Okay. Uh, yeah, I killed this quiz because uh, <laughs> it's Mallory and Jennifer. Yep. And his his brother's name was Andy. And, you know, it was, the co- <laughs> it was the cousin all over <laughs> where they brought in some young kid who I totally hated. Okay, so do I even bother with the bonus question? Name the actresses who yeah, played give, those give it, two give sisters? It to her. I, I think, you know, again, let her show her mastery of the topic. Yes, yes. Uh, so Tina Yothers played Jennifer, and uh, and Justine Bateman played Mallory. I went to the same junior high as Justine Bateman. I think she was there at the time. She's oh, a little wow. older than I am. Mm-hmm. I never, I never met her. I think Lisa Bonet actually also went there. Portola Junior High, shout out. Um, whoop, I think, whoop. <laughs> yeah, I think they also went there. Um, there were a lot of people who lived in Tarzana. Jeez, so. any more connections than you should be hosting this show. I do, I do. I have these like, yeah, I do have these brushes with um, D-listers, you know. <laughs> That's kind That's of what we aspire book. to. That's what Steve and I aspire to. <laughs> well, you know, Ice Cube went to Taft while we were there, too. Okay. I was a white girl living in the valley. He was a black guy from Compton. We did not mix. I did not know him. But, um, <laughs> Funny. Not a lot but of overlap in the social circles there. No, but he was there. Yeah. And I, I, I claim him anyway. Yeah. Well, for sweeping the quiz, you get uh, you a special prize. You get to win Brad's sports car. Hey, all right. <laughs> Just come on down. That needs some work on the brakes today. So come on down and get that taken care of, and you can drive it home. So I'll step on it, and it will fly out of your um, treehouse? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool, Amy. We appreciate you being on the show. Uh, send us your address, and we'll send you a box of swag. Well, thanks so much, guys. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey, Stuck in 80s Nation, uh, have you ever read the book I Want My MTV by Craig Marks and Rob Tannenbaum? You can actually listen to the entire book for free if you sign up for a 30-day free trial on audible.com. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash stuckinthe80s. That's 80s. 
now, Audible.com, you might be asking yourself, what's this all about? Um, they are a sponsor of Stuck in the 80s, and for good reason. They're the ultimate source for audio versions of so many great books from and about the decade we love so much. Uh, Bright Lights, Big City, Less Than Zero, Bonfire of the Vanities, they're all there. All you 80s Nation fans out there who listen to our podcast on long commutes, uh, plane rides, subway trips, this is perfect for you. All you have to do, again, go to www.audibletrial.com slash stuck in the 80s and get started. Now on with the show. We have just a few minutes left, and it's the middle of August, and so it kind of seems like all our friends' lives are changing. Why could that be, Brad? Well, it's back to school time, my friend. Oh, of course. Out here on the West Coast, we are, uh, we're back. They started this. My, my kids, who are seniors this fall, uh, started Thursday. Oh, and yeah. It's melting my brain. <laughs> seniors. Yeah, it's really weird. I just, you know, I was, we're talking last week and um, my son said, you know, he's really excited for his senior year. And it kind of occurred to me that that was not something that I experienced because I started a new school as a senior. Um, And I mean, I guess I was excited just in that I was, you know, getting one step closer to not being in high school anymore. But I was pretty nervous, honestly, because it's a new school, new state. You know, I might as well have been on the moon moving from Oklahoma. Yeah, I, well, we started school here just now too. I, I was trying to think back to what I was like my like my my niece is in her is going to be a senior this year, and my okay. nephew's a her her bro, younger brother's a junior. Okay. Um. So your sister's probably going through the same kind of like, wait a minute, they were yeah. just in kindergarten a minute ago. How did this happen? I still have like a baby photo of my niece that I that is that I display. I mean, I don't. I have yeah. like a current photo photo of her too, but I mean, to me, she's still like a toddler. But um, she's doing the whole sh- same shtick where she's visiting colleges and getting the, the formal tours and yeah, all that I mean, kind of it's fun just, stuff. It's just weird. I know that you know not everyone in Stuck in the Eighties Nation has kids. Some people have been through this. Some people are you know it's down the road a ways, but it's really very odd to be basically staring down the looking at the calendar, realizing how fast the year turns over now, and realizing that in, in twelve months. They're out of here, you know. They're gone. Yeah, they'll never live with you, f- probably full time again. Well, I don't know. I mean, in today's in the modern era, that may or may not be true. I mean, we have neighbors who kids whose kids have graduated from college and have jobs, but live at home. So, I mean, it's possible, but I don't think that's really on either of their roadmaps. Who knows? I don't think it's on any anybody's. Roadmap. But it would be different. It would be just such a different experience, right? Because they would be adults at that point. Yeah, you know. Well, they're so, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Katie was kidding around with me, like, "Oh, we should watch. If you're feeling bad now, we should watch the last half hour of Toy Story 3. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, "Seriously, no. what are you doing to me?" <laughs> even even I know that's torturous. It's like, oh my gosh, it's just oh, oh it's going to be a tough year. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm so excited for them, and they've got so much stuff coming up that's going to be great. I mean, we both remember those times so fondly. And I'm excited for them, but I, at the same time, like, what about me? I'm going to be here by myself. <laughs> that's that's the funny thing is I remember back my senior year. If I think back to how I felt about it, you know, I, I was just starting to get high school down. You know, like I would have gladly yeah. stayed on for one more year. Yeah, you've got it wired at that point. Yeah. Like, like both of my kids are done at lunch. So wow. they have all afternoon off. You know, I mean, they're they're winning right yeah. now as far as their senior year. They've got it all connected, the yeah, dots, yeah. and things are going the way they're supposed to. So that's it's cool to see. But but and, but I also remember my senior year in college, the last semester of college. I was like, get me out of this town. Like I did not want to take one more course, yeah. or go to one more class, way. or buy one more book. I was in such a hurry to get out of college, and then I got out of college and started working. And I'm like, tell me again why I was in such a big <laughs> hurry. <laughs> Uh, like, the 80s know. were over. We all had to move on, just as yeah. we do with the show. 
Hey, uh, we had a great time. Uh, thanks, Amy, for participating in uh, Let's Get Trivial. And, uh, and thanks, Tiffany, for an amazing interview. Oh, my God, yeah. That's, good. That's one for the books. And hopefully we'll have some more soon. Um, I'm hoping to talk to several other bands in the next few months. Uh, but in the meantime, we remain here, hopelessly fond of our high school senior year and hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a class of 85 production. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And remember, this is only an exhibition, not a competition. Please, no wagering. Winners this week include Ryan the Pirate... Wait, is it Lehu? <laughs> I forget.